0: The question is, is this the last Bank of Canada increase that we are going to see in 2023? Is this the last of this rate cycle? I know we're not the only ones asking this question. In fact, I feel like probably anyone and everyone in the real estate industry, outside the real estate industry, and and certainly everybody that has a variable rate mortgage right now is definitely asking the question, are they finished yet? And while we won't have the answer to that question today, we're going to talk a little bit about. Well, what, what happened with the Bank of Canada and why it could be the end, what this means to you, and and ultimately a summary of the events that have happened to, uh, to today. While we get into the conversation today, real quick update, the Bank of Canada increased their overnight lending rate by a quarter percent, which brings us to 4.5 percent, which is equal to 3.25 percent increases since 2022, so in one year we've increased the rates by 3.25%, which no doubt to anyone is a large increase. So that's what we're going to cover here today. Talk about who it impacts, the costs, why the rates may slow down from here, and our feelings on the marketplace going forward. Eric or Dean, take it away. I think
1: just going into this conversation, this was certainly expected, although nobody wanted to see it. Um, I'm personally glad it was 0.25 instead of 0.5 or 0.75. We've obviously seen some pretty significant jumps and. You know, to speak to our market area alone in Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley, um, you know it's not uncommon to have a seven eight hundred thousand dollars mortgage, and a half a percent jump is is pretty significant. Not to say that 0.25 two five isn't. Um, you know, I think the rough threshold you're looking at about fifteen bucks a month per hundred thousand dollars, roughly. Um, so if you have a five hundred thousand dollars mortgage, times that by fifteen dollars, that's what you kind of can expect uh, to see your payment jump, which will typically happen uh, fairly quickly here. Um, so again, I think it's uh, it's good news that there's a lot of indicators pointing to that we're probably very close to the end of this rate cycle. Uh, there's been a lot of articles, even this morning. Um, just Google Bank of Canada rate hike, and you'll probably read five to six times minimum um, that it it seems like where this could be the last rate hike. Obviously, there's there's so many different factors that could uh, skew that and and rates could continue rising. So we need to prepare, but to, on a positive note, it does seem like we're very, very near the end and near the top of interest rates, which, um, that comes with a few different kind of, um, conversations as well, which we'll touch on through uh, the podcast and and episode here today. But yeah, again, not unexpected. I'm glad it was on the lower end. Um, Our inflation data for December came in and it was positive. I mean, on a a high end, I think inflation was at 8.1 last June, and now we're down to about 6.4%. So we are moving in the right direction. However, it's slow. But I do think that that last inflation report uh, had a big play and the reason why we only saw a 0.25% rate hike. So that's good news.
2: Yeah, I, I take some positivity in the fact that they seem to continue to do what they say they're going to do, which has been nice. I mean, as much as the it, it, it is an eight consecutive rate hike, they've been very transparent that each one of these were coming and to prepare for them. And, you know, you're trying to take some some silver lining in, in all of this. And it, it is nice to know to be able to, you know, actually plan ahead and, and trust that, you know, what they're telling us is is what they're going to follow through with. So um, on the flip side of that, you know, the fact that they are signaling we are near the end of this, you know, series of rate hikes is, is good because we can we can hopefully trust that. And and as long as we continue to see inflation going down, then we should be able to follow that trend. The, the other side of this is, you know, just looking at articles this morning and, and throughout the week and, and last week. Is is it appears that like the inflation really is on a good trend, and by the end of this year, we are expecting to be near that three percent range, and that's great to see because that will allow us to just pause here on the rate hikes. But I, I just want to just want to put some caution out there for for anyone listening is just because we're nearing the end and we're we're ultimately going to hit a pause, I wouldn't expect a quick rate drop. Uh, I would expect, and from what we're reading with you know from all the experts, is we we should expect that this will continue um, to just kind of stay at a pause standpoint through to the end of the year. Uh, it, it's unlikely we'll see a drop, you know, relatively quickly here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, ideal, obviously, given everything that's happened in the last year or two. I mean, I basically first want to take a second to acknowledge just the reality of the situation for so many homeowners and people who own whether it's their own homes or investment properties. It's It's been certainly a hard uh year pretty stressful for a lot of folks and i hear about it through whether it's instagram or as i just mentioned one twitter post and uh a lot of a lot of angry people around and so it'll be nice to see um just for obvious reasons this come to an end and it's it's really interesting to note that you know <clears throat> good news for the economy is bad news for rates bad news for the economy is good news for rates and so basically what i mean is um we're as homeowners as people who are investing in the market as people who are involved in the real estate market it's kind of crazy to say that we're actually kind of want to see bad news for the economy but not too bad, you know what I mean? It's it's an interesting um it's an interesting thought process. But I mean, one thing that continues to push things forward as we as we look at uh you know obviously the future here and as we drive forward in regards to uh the real estate market <clears throat> is that I mean, the the way that things are going, they just simply can't go like this forever. Yet the real estate industry seems like it will be pretty sustainable, just purely based on supply and demand. So something's got to give, right?
2: Yeah, good point. I mean, just to touch on like, bad news and, and what that might be. You know, one big piece that what you know, a lot of experts are waiting for is jobs, like to see job losses is obviously going to be bad news for a lot of reasons, a lot of obvious reasons. But that is really the, the good news to the rate climate. And that's really what's going to drive Rates down, and and that's really what's going to drive inflation down. And and it's a big reason why inflation did get out of control is just because, you know, jobs are readily available. Um, people, a lot of businesses are really struggling to to find good good help and and find help in general. So until that turns, uh, you know, we you know we'll, we'll certainly be battling inflation. It will it will be tough to to get it down to that three percent range, which where they want to be.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, these rate hikes have been significant. I, I think I read that this was the most dramatic and significant rate cycles in about 30 years, right? And we also have to keep in mind we can't compare this to, um, you know, back in the day when property values were 200,000, because we're dealing with properties that are a million dollars and mortgages are, are significantly higher. So, um, that said, again, just a lot of reports are acknowledging that our economy is staying fairly strong through all this. Um, we've had a couple, you know, lenders jump on and, and kind of share some data around default rates. So typically in markets like this, when payments are rising and and the cost of goods are rising, you know, it gets it, it creates tightness financially, um, financial challenges, of course. And, and typically what would happen there is, and there's a lot of people out there talking about, you know, people are going to start walking away from their homes and there's got to be a lot of people going through foreclosure. And don't get me wrong, it will happen and it's very unfortunate uh, when it does. But the default rates have hardly increased at all. And we're almost one year into this now. That said, I mean, we've been in these really, really uh, increased rates for probably the last six months or so. Um, Most Canadians will find a way to make it through this. And we have to consider that, you know, mortgages are there because there's banks and credit unions and and mortgage lenders that, that provide those mortgages. And if we circle back, you know, two and a half, three years to when COVID started. They created programs to help people get through a tough time there was deferral programs right like every single bank has a department that you can call and say hey like i'm literally not going to be able to make my mortgage payment what can we do here and banks are trying to be creative they're giving people longer amortization they're making an interest only payment they're offering deferrals right icbc is offering a three-month deferral all you have to do is call and request it so there's all these things that people can do if you really really want to make it happen right and and you know just going back if someone's been in the market for at least two, three years, even if you bought with five percent down, there's probably some equity in your home. And as much as rates aren't appealing, you know, sometimes it makes sense to do a forty thousand dollar second mortgage or get a line of credit just to live on that, just to get yourself through this. Because again, we all know this, but the worst thing you can do in a market like this is sell your home, right? Because values have declined dramatically. You could lose all of your equity, which is most people's life savings, right? So I just wanted to touch on the fact that there's been a lot of doom and gloom lately, but our economy has been holding up and most people are finding a way to make it work, knowing that it's relatively, it should be relatively short term and rates should come back down and cost of goods should come back down. So there's, there's a bright light at the end of the tunnel, essentially.
0: And It's worth talking about predictions, uh, but we'll do that towards the end of this episode here and come back and circle back on what the predictions could look like and and what the experts are saying going forward. Uh, What's worth noting here is just kind of some observations about the first three and a half weeks of uh, 2023 so far. I keep calling it 2022, but I'm on track here. 2023, what are some of the observations that we're seeing? You know, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Most of the observations that we have are purely observational, anecdotal, meaning things that we're seeing the stats really aren't that up to date that we could see exactly to tell you how many homes are being sold. or not. But I tell you that relative to December, and even November, for that fact of 2022, there is a substantial uptick in, in three categories. One is increase, that's people reaching out. <clears throat> These could be people that were working, you know, in 2022 or otherwise, or people who are brand new to us. Uh, that's the first. The second is is energy and excitement. So people are Generally speaking, more open, more positive, more interested in in transacting in real estate in one form or another, whether that's investments, purchases, and otherwise. And the third is 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 generally speaking conversations, conversations with people in the industry and our our peers, if you will, real estate agents, um, and and lawyers and other people that are in the industry are letting us know and providing feedback. And while I should say I speak for myself here, letting me know uh, that, uh, they're seeing more offers. They're seeing clients getting ready to go shopping again and interested in shopping again. They're just generally speaking, finding that people are less afraid. This is a good sign for the housing market as a whole. While it doesn't necessarily say much for interest rates, what it does say is that, well, like anything else, people are adapting. And that is something that will happen because we know, as we've talked about countless times in the last year, that interest rates won't stay at five and a half or six and a half percent. They will eventually come back down. And again, we'll touch on that in a minute. Yeah,
2: it's a great point, and and it's you know something that we've talked about a lot is just you're not you know you're not marrying the rate or you're not you know you're not stuck with this rate for the long term. And it really should be looked at as a short-term strategy when taking a, a mortgage at in this point in time, whether you're refinancing, renewing, buying a home, whatever you're doing. The interest rate should be looked at as a short-term strategy, and the property is is ultimately what you know is the long-term play. That's what that's the asset that you know you want to make sure is the right one. And and there's a lot of good opportunities right now. We've seen a, you know a significant price reduction uh, across the board in a lot of different communities and, and product types. So yeah, again, like the opportunity is, is certainly there, and we're seeing it. Um, we're we're definitely seeing the excitement. And one one demographic I'm, I'm seeing a lot of activity in. It, and especially from an interest standpoint, is just that move up situation. So, you know, going from a condo to a townhouse, maybe a two bedroom townhouse to a three bedroom townhouse. I've seen, you know, multiple clients actually upgrade in their own townhouse complex to a bigger unit. Um, just, you know, things like that that could really, um, you know, fast forward your life, especially for young families being able to get that extra room and space to, to grow their family. So, you know these are things these are opportunities that are exciting people and 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 uh, again it's it's just something to keep your you know keep your mind open to
1: yeah just to plug on that upsized piece i mean porting right like if you have a cheap ish fixed fixed mortgage with you know a couple of years 2 3 years left and you can port that mortgage over and increase and blend it you're going to end up with a with a really really good deal there you're going to you're going to take advantage of of the increased uh, housing market <clears throat> increased price uh, on the housing market. Um, That said, I mean, we don't want to sugarcoat anything either. But you know, we've ran numbers countless times. And if you consider a $1.5 million home 12 to 18 months ago, it's probably selling for 1.2, roughly, right? So there's been a pretty significant drop. And as much as rates are higher, the payments are actually very similar right? Obviously, there's a higher interest cost involved in that. But from a payment perspective, the payments are actually very, very similar because you're financing a lower amount because the property is cheaper. Um, You're also saving on property transfer tax, all that kind of stuff. So I think just at the end of the day, it it can be pretty daunting when you hear a 5.79% rate or a 6% variable or now a 6.25% variable. But you really just need to go through the process and look at the numbers. And at that point, if the numbers don't make sense,
0: all good, right? But at least you know where you stand and you know what you could achieve uh, right now. Yeah, these are all really good points. Uh, opportunities are endless. Um, I think the only limitation right now, and I, I don't think you guys have touched on this, is is just purely the, like from a real estate perspective is purely lack of inventory. There's a, a massive lack, lack of inventory there. Uh, a lot of people took their homes off the market in December. What I think a lot of people are forgetting, because it, it, this has been a weird last three years, is that um, we are in a certain level of seasonality right now, meaning like typically there's not a lot of homes in the market in December or January. So this is actually kind of normal. The difference is that we kind of get used to three straight years of people just running in in December and running in January. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in uh, February, March. A lot of feedback that we're hearing from a, a price perspective is that while some homes are being competitive, we're not seeing house prices change up or down right now. This is a good indication that perhaps we're at or nearing something that looks like a bottom in the real estate space of course we will never guarantee these things but trends are suggesting that 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 steep decline is is kind of getting towards the bottom and i've talked about this on countless videos and and podcasts in the past about the fact that we've got the hockey stick stick trend up and the hockey stick trend down and and where you don't want to get yourself caught is is trying to you know chase it back up so it, it certainly appears like this this gap right here in the next perhaps three to six months is is going to be an incredible opportunity because it's, it's very unlikely that we see house prices increase by 25 percent when rates stay where they are. And one of the primary reasons for that is because you're still limited to a degree in qualification. So um, as a home buyer or a potential home buyer or what, as Dean had mentioned, as someone who's looking to move up or someone to invest in the market, this is, this is really still such a, such a great opportunity uh, to, to get in and look, and, and I, I still think it will stay that way for a few months. Yeah, it's definitely a balancing act of, you know, do you want to be a little bit too
1: early or do you want to be a little bit too late? Like, there's pros and cons to each of those, but I think just in general, if you're getting into the market um, with a long-term plan, if it's going to be, you know, a three to five year hold, I mean, be a little bit too early right? You might buy a house tomorrow for 900,000 and in six months it's worth 875. But if you're in this for the long run and you catch that upswing, right? And again, just spitting numbers here, but you know, there's a high probability that could be a million dollar home in three to five years from now. Right. Um, but on the flip side of that, if you wait and all these people that want to time the market perfectly, in my opinion, you just get that's pure luck. If you time it perfectly, cause it can change on a dime. We saw, we saw the market change over the course of three weeks, right? Um, so trying to time it perfectly could absolutely lead you in a direction of being a little bit too late. And with low inventory, like Alex touched on, if there's a ton of people out there that, that everyone wants to rush in at the same time because rates have stabilized and now the news has some positive, uh, a bit of a positive outlook, you're now competing against 10 other people for a home because there isn't much on the market and prices are going up. And it's the same thing we've been dealing with for years and years and years, right? So it's a bit of a battle you know, it's there's give and take for sure. But in my opinion, it's better to be a little bit too early, um, especially if it's a long term play.
2: Yeah, big points. Um, I totally agree with all those. So why don't we just jump into like, who is this impacting and, and the cost? Uh, I know we probably all have some really good points here. So I mean, to start off, obviously, if you're in, in an adjustable rate mortgage, we've talked about this many, many times, seeing as this is the eighth consecutive <laughs> increase that we've talked about. Um, if you're an adjustable rate mortgage, your payment will be going up. Um, to Derek's point, you know, we were looking at about, um, you know, that fifteen dollar um, range. So the one thing I just wanted to touch on is we're we're getting a lot of clients calling their their banks right now, looking for options to essentially support that. And and the one the reason why I wanted to touch on this again is just around fixed rates. Fixed rates are dropping pretty much every week right now. We're seeing rates a lot lower on the fixed side than the variable side. So maybe we could just touch on that piece alone and that strategy that banks are pushing is, hey, you know I know you're like coming from the bank side, I know you're struggling with your payments. Here's an option to lock in at maybe 4.99 as an example. We're seeing that with a lot of lenders now at 4.99 opposed to you know the variable that could be sitting around 6%. That's pretty tempting to do. That actually would make a pretty big impact on their payment um, from a downward perspective. I I think we can all say we're probably not going to agree with that strategy, given where we know we're going. And and this will, you know, segue into predictions. But you know, how would you, you know, how would each of you kind of handle that that feedback? And and where would your advice uh, land on that piece?
0: Yeah, when you're when you're talking about feedback, just to clarify, we're talking about specifically uh, when the bank's calling to ask you to lock in at that certain specific uh, interest rate. I mean, uh, I'm looking at trends right now, and and trends don't dictate guarantees, and, and obviously past performance doesn't dictate future success. But what I can say to most people is that certainly it looks like uh, the fixed rates have have reached what appears to be a top end of the spectrum. And so what that often says to me is if if someone's considering, you know, of course, locking in with their bank, usually they have to lock in with the same term as they have. So if they have five years remaining or four years remaining, they're usually having to lock in for four or five years. Well, as we've talked about many times, the short terms right now, one year, two year terms, are higher in interest rate than you know a four or five year term and a big reason for that is because the banks are essentially counting on the fact that the interest rates are likely to come down over the course of the next one to two years. And so if someone were in the position where they were thinking about locking in right now, if they were financially flexible it, it, like if they were in a position sorry, if they were financially uh, comfortable, meaning they weren't you know living completely paycheck to paycheck and they weren't completely stressed out to the nines, I would probably and if it were me, I would wait longer. Uh, to watch the market. And the reason for that is because we've been seeing uh, the indicators which show us where where fixed rates are going. We've seen those come down over the course of the last 30, 60 days pretty consistently. And there could be some bumps and bruises, but uh, pretty much everything suggests that somewhere towards the end of this year, interest rates on the fixed rate side and the variable rate side, but specifically fixed rate side, certainly could come down anywhere between another half to 1%. So I mean, I don't know, I think if you're locking right now, you're probably just guaranteeing a high expense for the next four years or five years. And if you're, again, in a position where you're not living and, you know, or going to lose your home, then perhaps it makes sense to consider uh, uh, waiting a little bit longer uh, in that option.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, you make a good point. I just want to touch on one piece. I won't go too hard on this, but the situational side of this is you know there's there's a strategic side which you just touched on and and you know if timing all works out and everything kind of unfolds as we want it to for sure hundred um, percent the situational side of it is there are some people that have you know gotten to a point where you know they're absolutely struggling financially and maybe their variable rate has actually increased further than you know a two year fixed if that's an option for them. And if that is the case, some people are electing just saying, hey, you know what, because there is a slight risk of rates continuing to rise, it makes more sense for me just to lock into something so that I have a little bit of comfort, even though I know this might be the wrong move. I just need something to bring me comfort because if rates continue to go up for any reason that we didn't predict, it could put them into a position where they can't keep their home. Yeah, good point. I mean,
2: everyone's got their own battles that uh, that they're working through. And yeah, I think those are great points on each side. And, And it's just the one thing I'll just touch on is this is common to see in a cycle and, and it, where fixed rates do drop before the variable. I mean, we've, you know, go backwards, say 12 months, where there was a massive spread from variable to fixed, meaning um, the variable was quite a bit lower uh, for quite a while. Um, in many cases, 2% lower at some points, um, then the best fixed rates at the time and we're kind of getting into that inverted um, difference here. We're, 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 getting very close to that. And so Just be cautious of that that is very common towards an end of a cycle where we'll see the fixed rates go down you know there's there's a number of factors but it works it works really um great for the bank side um, because they're you know they're capturing a lot of people's you know people battling those issues that don't have a choice or people that are just you know really wanting to you know lock in some 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 predictability going forward and uh and from the bank side they're they're you know they're they're definitely they're definitely happy to see this because you know if we fast forward 12 months from now Variables come down significantly and they got a bunch of clients locked into, you know, four, four and a half, five and a half percent rates. Um, It's going to look pretty good on the books for the bank. So just keep that in mind. If there's any way you can battle through this um, with the suggestions that we talked about in this episode,
0: uh, I certainly would recommend doing that. Again, circling back to all this, it just certainly feels like uh, in some ways, it feels like a whole lot of the same. I feel like there's a lot of a sense of um, optimism in the air, though, which is uh, great and exciting. There's a lot of people who are very... Uh, As I mentioned, excited to see that this appears to be somewhere near the end. But, um, you know, just kind of talking, Dean, about the future here and and what, what could happen. I mean, the Bank of Canada said, hey, they'd like to see this. I'm not quoting them directly here, but they would like to know that this would be the end of the uh, rate cycle, but they're open to increasing rates. So we should never slam the door on the fact that they could continue to increase interest rates going forward. Uh, But as we've talked about throughout the podcast in summary here, this the good news about this is that it no longer affects qualifications. It no longer appears to be having a major effect on the housing market. The, the negative is obviously it's having effect on the folks who are currently carrying those loans. And so for those people, we suggest getting a really strong grip on your financial situation. If you haven't done so already, kind of work through a budget. Make sure that you can you know stem the tide. And again, always reach out if you're unsure about uh, your future and if you have any concerns there. It's a good episode. Lots of good stuff here. If you guys have any other questions, of course, make sure to send us a DM. Reach out. We really appreciate you from Derek, Dean, and myself. Um, thanks for listening. See you guys next time.